Resuscitation Order Words by Ben Wilkins Part of New Zealand's original adventure-riding vanguard, this 29-year-old R100GS has been owned by KR from New. It's been tweaked and modded over the years, but after a decade of occasional use and a smattering of neglect, it's time for this trooper to get the kiss of life. The Baron. This bike has been owned and ridden by KR publisher Veg for three decades, who affectionately calls it the Baron. In recent years, the bike has sat in his garage more often than not, only getting out for the odd adventure ride. I've ridden it more than anyone else in the last six years, so this Bavarian beauty has found its way to my garage as a long-termer of sorts. Having ridden the bike for thousands of kilometres already and taken part in a few adventure rides, I'd already got a feel for some of the things which needed work. Six years with no oil changes put the engine and gearbox oils and filters at the front of the queue. Nobody could remember when the valve clearances were last done either, so that was added to the list. With something of an erratic idle and an elevated idle speed once the engine was warm, a carb balance also appeared on the list. The rear shock eyelet bearings were also knackered and had a lot of play in them. There are other things too, but that was more than enough to be going on with. The purpose of this isn't to restore the bike in any way. I love the wear and tear the thing has, and so do a lot of other people apparently. There's something about the bike's patina which draws the eye as it gets attention wherever it goes. It tells a story of what it's done and shows it's a classic bike which is used. I've got absolutely nothing against restored classics, it's just that this isn't going to be one of them. My goal is to keep the weathered look and give it some much needed maintenance to have it working as sweetly as possible. Expert Hands Talking with Veg about where this remedial work should be done, he said there's only one place to go for classic BMWs. Mick Dobson, at Two Cats Garage in Raumati Beach on the Kapiti Coast. This man has forgotten more about BMWs than most will ever know. Wellington is a long way from where I live, and a huge round trip on a bike which isn't running sweetly. But the BMW Owners Club was having their annual rally the following weekend, so a plan was hatched to ride to Two Cats Garage, have the bike serviced, and then carry on south to join the club's annual rally in Blenheim we'd be hitting two cats with one stone, as it were. Loaded up with a week's worth of gear, as well as camping gear for the rally, the Baron and I struck out for Wellington mid-morning. A week before the trip, I'd had the worn-out tyres replaced with Midas, E07 on the rear, E09 on the front, which I'll review in a coming issue. Some six or so hours later, we rolled into Romati Beach on the Kapiti Coast, and I was really quite glad to be climbing off the bike. Much needed TLC. A few days earlier, Mick had quizzed me about anything I thought needed doing. The schedule for a single day was certainly an ambitious one. Valve clearances, gearbox and engine oil, carb balance, a possible service and rebuild of the ignition timing unit, 
and replacement of the rear shock bearings, plus anything else that got picked up along the way. Going around the bike, Mick inspected everything to see if there was anything else that needed doing. One of the things he picked up was an oil weep from the gearbox output shaft. It's something that needed doing, but I'll have to head back down to get that done at a later point. Draining the engine oil was first on the menu. Yep, it was pretty black, and it was clearly well overdue. Gearbox oil was dropped out next, while there was some swarf on the magnetic drain plug. Mick felt it was acceptable for the age of the bike, and when the oil would have last been changed. While all that was draining, Mick noticed the gear shift shaft weeping a little oil. So, popped a new one in before it could get any worse. Next up were the valve clearances. Popping the rocker cover off, Mick set about measuring and adjusting the clearances, which should be 4 one thousandths of an inch for the inlet valves and 8 one thousandths of an inch for the exhaust. None of the clearances were out of range, but they weren't exactly where they should be. Being a simple screw and lock nut adjustment system, setting the clearances was quick and easy. None of this taking the cams out and playing with the shims to get them right like on many modern overhead cam motors. My job while this was being done was to clean the old gasket from the cylinder head and rocker cover faces. We were going to be tight on time as it was, so it was all hands on deck. With the valve clearances done and new gaskets fitted to the rocker covers, attention was turned to the ignition unit. This is commonly referred to as the bean can because that's what it looks like. This is a mechanical ignition advanced retard that is located in front of the motor. When I told Mick about the raised idle revs when the engine was warm, he was pretty sure it was the bean can causing the issue. A lifetime of heat and the internals tend to get dry and stick when they get hot. These aren't a serviceable unit according to BMW, but Mick has worked out a way to get it apart, clean it, lubricate the internals and get it back together. If that doesn't fix the problem, then the fix runs into the hundreds of dollars for an optical advance retard unit from overseas. It's something I'll probably get done at some point for reliability, but for now, I was hoping this would fix the revving issue. Mick reset the ignition timing once it was back together, with fresh oils in the motor, a refreshed ignition unit and spot on valve clearances, the next job was to balance the carbs. Before any balancing was done, the carbs got a full check over to get everything how it should be. The first issue picked up was the inlet tube going into the carbs wasn't quite on the carb properly. I'd already cleaned and oiled the K&Air filter before heading to Wellington, so that was one less job to do. After checking the float bowls for dirt and a new set of float bowl gaskets, the balancing could begin. After tweaking and tuning the carbs just so, the idle was definitely smoother and less erratic. At this point, all of the main maintenance had been done, so it was time for a test ride. Mick went out on his usual test route and came back happy with the way it was running. We didn't have a huge amount of time left at this point, but Mick thought we could get the rear shock bearings replaced ready for the gravel road adventure that was to come. It wasn't to be that simple, however. It turns out the WP rear shock fitted to this bike, which was an optional performance extra from new, doesn't have the same rubber bushings as the standard BMW shock unit. Instead, the WP shock comes with spherical bearings, which we didn't have. 
with a selection of shocks in the garage, Mick set about measuring the bushes and bearings in all of them. Mick's loner shock had the same bearings, so he pressed those out and we put those into the Baron's WP shock with instructions for me to find out where I could get replacements. After a lot of research, I found out from Ray Klee, a WP agent, that the bearings in the 29-year-old shock were the same as those still used in the WP shocks today. That's a result and means I can get some ordered and sent down to Mick. As I said earlier, I do need to head back down to get the output shaft seal replaced. And at 120,000 kilometers, the cam chain could do with replacing too, so that will be done at the same time. With a mostly clean bill of health, the Baron and I made our merry way down to the BMW Club's rally in Blenheim, which you can read about in the link in the description of this podcast. Next up on my list of things to do include having the baffle in the exhaust repaired, as it's come loose and rattles around annoyingly. The right-hand exhaust centre gasket needs replacing, and while I'm doing that I'd like to get a Y-piece to replace the centre collector box to save a little bit of weight and help it breathe a little better. Also, the rear light bulb connection is intermittent, so I'd like to replace that with an LED unit and be done with it once and for all. For more information and photos, check out Kiwi Rider magazine from April 2020, Volume 2. See kiwirider.co.nz This has been a Kiwi Rider podcast production written by Ben Wilkins performed and produced by Raymond Heron. <laughs>